It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide episodes three days a week for now, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, I want to talk about the Giants making yet another signing. They have signed left-handed relief pitcher Jake McGee to a two-year, $7 million contract. The Giants have not officially announced this signing, but it has been reported by multiple reputable sources. So we'll we'll talk about Jake McGee, we'll talk about how this affects the Giants' bullpen, and we'll kind of take a look at how the roster is taking shape with spring training literally right around the corner coming up next week. Before we get into it, just a little bit about me. I'm a former contributor for the baseball analysis sites Beyond the Box Score and Fangraphs as a Rotographs contributor. And I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015 and then began hosting this show prior to the 2019 season. So the Giants have signed Jake McGee to this two-year, $7 million deal. So McGee is just a very interesting pitcher. He He was with the Colorado Rockies for a number of years where his skills deteriorated quite a bit from when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays. And then the Rockies actually cut him loose prior to the 2020 season, and he quickly joined on with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And surprise, surprise, McGee improved dramatically, dramatically. If we just look at the numbers and actually watching him pitch, you know, his fastball just had so much more life than it had when he was with the Rockies. And looking at the numbers, I mean, he was hovering around 20% with his strikeout rate in his four or yeah, four seasons with the Rockies. And then he goes over to the Dodgers last year and he gets that strikeout rate up to 42%. He basically doubled his strikeout rate. And not only that, he, he got even better with his command and his walk rate was a minuscule 3.8%. So with both of those numbers being elite, if we look at strikeout minus walk rate, 
McGee actually had the second best mark in all of baseball behind the dominant rookie Devin Williams of the Milwaukee Brewers who won the Rookie of the Year award. So McGee ended up with a 2.66 earned run average, a 1.67 fielding independent pitching. There's just no getting around it. The numbers were excellent. If we look at expected stats, something more simple and digestible like expected ERA based on quality of contact, strikeout rate, etc. McGee had one of the best expected ERAs in the game. And I can't believe I've gone this far without saying it, but the most interesting thing about him is that he throws his fastball 97% of the time, or he did in 2020. So this is an ongoing theme now for the Giants, who also signed Matt Whistler this offseason after he was non-tendered by the Twins. And Whistler is a guy who throws his slider like 84% of the time. So the Giants clearly are targeting these players who have elite pitches and they throw them a lot because they're so good. It reminds me of Sergio Romo. I don't have those numbers pulled up exactly how often he threw his slider. But we all know it was such an effective pitch that he threw it basically all the time. And, you know, hitters couldn't really do anything with it even though they knew it was coming. So no pitcher in baseball threw any one pitch more frequently than McGee threw his four-seam fastball. Like I said, 97% of the time. The next closest was Aaron Bummer throwing his sinker 85% of the time. And then third was Matt Whistler throwing his slider 83.4% of the time. McGee's fastball also averaged 95 miles an hour, which was the best and fastest it's been since 2014. There's an article in the Los Angeles Daily News from August talking about Jake McGee, who was totally resurgent with the Dodgers. And in this article, they explain, or McGee is quoted as saying, the Dodgers came to him, approached him after he was cut loose by the Rockies, saying that they thought that they could help him improve. He was really open-minded because he had he had really struggled with the Rockies after a promising start to his career with the Tampa Bay Rays. So what they did is they adjusted his grip slightly. They changed his arm ang- angle slightly. He just needed to, to elevate where his release point was just a little bit. And he says that as a result, his fastball characteristics got back to where they used to be. And I mean, the results are clear. The velocity was up. He had a ton of side-to-side movement on the fastball this year relative to other years. He had less kind of downward movement than he has in recent years as well on the fastball, meaning more kind of ride, and it appears to the hitters as rising action on the fastball than in recent years. So all of this to say, I think it's a really solid signing for the Giants, who have just continued to make solid additions this entire offseason. McGee is 34 years old. He'll be 35 in August, and the Giants continue to not care at all about the age of the players they bring in. And I think it's kind of a market inefficiency because certainly fans are skeptical of the fact that this is still an older team. But the fact is, if you're producing, you're producing. And they're not making you know signings of a player like Denard Spann, who's 
skills had dramatically deteriorated by the time they signed him. The players they're bringing in, I mean, McGee is on an upward trajectory despite his age. Or at the very least, there's real upside in him being able to continue what he did in 2020. The last thing I want to say about McGee's 2020 season is that when batters did make contact, they actually did quite well. They hit the ball hard. They barreled up the ball. But the fact is they just didn't make enough contact. That strikeout rate was elite at 42%. And he just didn't issue any free passes either. I mean, 3.8% walk rate is also elite. So there's real reason to be intrigued. We'll talk about what the Giants bullpen looks like now with the addition of McGee in the second half of the show. But first, I want to talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. If you know me, you know that I love these bars. The taste is definitely the best part, but if you're a health-conscious person like me, the real kicker is that somehow they're very low in calories and low in sugar. I would not be eating a protein bar, frankly, that's high in sugar, but Built Bar manages to taste like a candy bar and be extremely low in sugar. Just to give you an example, the Cookies and Cream Bar has 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. Built Bar has even reset the promo code for this relaunch. For a limited time, you can also get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Here in the second half of the show, I want to talk about what the addition of Jake McGee means for the Giants' bullpen and how it's part of a continuing trend for the Giants where they've just accumulated quality depth and how it potentially moves players that you felt good about to the minor leagues. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being black women in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, so getting to how this Jake McGee signing affects the Giants' bullpen. So left-handed relief is actually an area where the Giants looked pretty strong prior to the signing of McGee. The Giants' bullpen has really taken shape. They've had enough right-handed relief depth that they've been able to trade away 
Sam Coonrod, and Sean Anderson without really missing a beat. Those were guys that you felt a little bit iffy about. Certainly Coonrod did not have the best 2020 season despite sometimes looking dominant and throwing like 102 miles an hour. But they've just got quality names that you feel pretty decent about. So the lefty options now, obviously Jake McGee is going to be in there. Harleen Garcia is still here and he he does not have minor league options. So he's very, very likely to make the team. And besides that, they have Wandy Peralta, who finished out the year very well for the Giants in 2020. Caleb Berriger, who was to me one of the most impressive rookies for the 2020 Giants. Connor Menez and Sam Selman also in the mix as well. So Menez has minor league options, as does Wandy Peralta and Caleb Berriger. So those are the guys that potentially could be pushed to the minor leagues. I mean, not all of them. And, and Sam Selman has minor league options as well. So basically, it's just Jake McGee and Harleen Garcia who can't be sent to the minor leagues. And you wouldn't want them to either. But the fact is, it gives them the flexibility to be able to play the hot hand. If somebody just absolutely doesn't have it in spring training, they can send them to the minor leagues without losing the player. I think uh, Peralta and Berger would be more likely to make the team than Selman and Menez, although Selman looked pretty good himself, as did Connor Menez in 2020. So it gives them options. It just depends on how many lefties they want to have, and they also have options with their righties. So it's it could go a number of different ways. The right-handed options they have are Reyes Maranta, Tyler Rogers, Matt Whistler, Trevor Gott, Dedniel Nunez, who's the Rule 5 pick. John Brebia is not going to be ready to start the season, but eventually he will be in that mix. Camilo Duvall is also on the 40-man roster as a right-handed option. So among those players, only Matt Whistler and Trevor Gott do not have minor league options. Dedniel Nunez, as a Rule 5 pick, has to be on the major league roster all season or else be offered back to the New York Mets. But it's just a ton of versatility and depth. And I know some people give me a hard time and give others a hard time about glorifying depth, but it's just vitally important for a baseball team. And you look at like what makes some teams great, like the Dodgers, a big part of it is versatility, flexibility, and depth. Yes, they have star talent, but they also just have quality players that make up the entirety of their 26-man roster and really the 40-man roster. And that's what we're seeing with the Giants now. The only thing missing really is that elite talent at the top. And that's hard to come by, and that's not the type of investment you necessarily want to make to an aging player. And so it's rare that you get the opportunity to like bring in elite talent who's still in their prime and will be in their prime for multiple years. And really, there's only been one real opportunity to acquire that type of player since Farhan Zaidi took over, and that was Bryce Harper, and they did try to sign him. And so, you know, if Mookie Betts had reached free agency as he was set to do before the Dodgers extended him, then he would have been that type of player also. And I have every reason to expect that the Giants would have tried even harder to acquire Betts than they did with Harper. So the foundation is being set and it's a vitally important part. If you're just a team that has a couple of star players and the rest of your roster 
is really weak, that's not a recipe for success. It's certainly not a recipe for trying to challenge the Dodgers in this division. So I really like what the Giants have built. I think the one area where they don't have a very good depth at this point remains the starting rotation. I think five deep, it's pretty good with Gosman, DiScofani, Wood, Cueto, and Logan Webb. That's a that's a solid rotation that they've kind of patched together. But I think they could still add a couple of starting pitchers there to improve the organizational depth because they also don't have a lot of top pitching prospects who are right on the cusp of the major leagues. But the good news is that there's still several quality starting pitchers still out there in free agency, including James Paxton and Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi has been linked to the Giants numerous times this offseason, and Paxton makes a lot of sense also. But yeah, I mean, their offensive core is also really deep, and there aren't really a lot of question marks either. We talked about yesterday how Pakoda, there was an article written the other day, Pakoda is a projection system by Baseball Prospectus, and it sees the Giants' offense as being the deepest in all of baseball having uh, 12 players projected to be average or better offensively, and that's the most in the game. So anyway, that's all the time we have for today. I still haven't talked about the fact that spring training is set to start next week. So tomorrow, uh, I want to finish up that mailbag that we did last week. I said I had all those great questions, and I wanted to get to the rest of them. So we'll do some of those questions tomorrow, but I also want to talk about the fact that we know, know when spring training is going to start and the health and safety protocols, and the new rules that are in place. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review wherever it is that you're listening. It helps me out so much, so thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.